wow, does that sound as crazy as it sounds in my head as I'm talking? And let me just say this. I'm going to shout this to the universe. If you can make your crazy work for you, then it's a good thing. Failing. 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 I we talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. A blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. I'm so excited to have Pam Kravitz today. <laughs> Yay, Pam. Oh, thank you. I'm like super excited to be here. Is this your first podcast? Uh, you know what? It is. It is my first podcast. Oh my God, you're a virgin. I, mm, Not anymore. Mm, all right. <laughs> so listeners, let me tell you a little bit about Pam. If um, After you go Google her, you will see that Pam is a well-known brand in a very positive way. But Pam is an amazing artist. And you will also know from the different outfits that she wears around town, typically with hats, right? Lots of hats, lots of hats, lots of wigs. Sometimes a bathtub. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, see, now they're really going to Google that one. Right, right, right. So I'm really happy that you're here. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. So, uh, you know, obviously today is all about what are our successes, but what were our stumbling blocks along the way? So maybe share, um, you do not have a conventional um, career. No, a career I like um, path. Right. So maybe share right. a little bit about that. Okay. Um, and actually, it's a constantly evolving path. It's never been in a straight line. I've never, um, uh, one thing has led to another, and sometimes, you know, 10 steps forward and 20 steps back. Um, so it's been a kind of an interesting path for me. And I'm also, I have no attention span. So the fact that I have to keep changing and evolving is just part of makes me happy and, and uh, sleep better at night. Of course, you know, I don't sleep at all at night. But um, so, okay, so let's just do this. Okay. Kindergarten got sent to the principal's office for wearing a mini skirt and go-go boots. Stop. And I thought that was like a good thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get to go sit in the principal's office. And you can just picture this little kindergartner with go-go. That was the 60s, man. Okay. All right. Um, so I I was sitting in the chair waiting for the principal to get in trouble. I didn't know. And my feet didn't touch the ground. And I was just like, you know, like back and forth with my little feet and my go-go boots. And I think that was the beginning of my educational career. I never did well. I struggled through school. I um, I was very fortunate to have those people here and there, teachers, uh, family members that saw that I had something, but it wasn't fitting in the box. And um, so those people were there for me to lead me in great directions. So ever since I was little, it just wasn't that, um, you know, check this box off. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, so yeah. when you were little, did you, because uh, what's ironic is that you're a teacher. Right now. On. Yeah. And yeah. So did you know back then that you wanted to be a teacher? Oh, gosh, no. My mom was a teacher. So, of course, the last thing I wanted to be was a teacher. We, you know, we, right. <laughs> we have to find our own ways. No. And I didn't know I wanted to teach until I was 30. So I. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did my undergrad at UC. Oh, I have to tell you this because we're talking about failures a little bit mm-hmm. and how that's made us create the path that we have followed. Um, Steve Strickland, cute as a button, in high school, senior math. I got caught cheating off Steve um, on a math uh, math test. Yeah. And instead of, you know, getting in big trouble, the my administrators and counselors said, well, you're good at art. Why are you in senior math 
why are you doing like like not that we don't need math and not that we don't need science with everything we do but you have this other gift you have this other talent why are you doing this and why are you cheating <laughs> right but they saw something they instead saw, of punishing you they right. they basically rechanneled rechanneled me right wow so um steve strickland steve steve hey steve hey, um steve. <laughs> Um, super crush on him, by the way. Um, <laughs> but that was, you know, that was a long time ago. So um, I I didn't want to teach, and school was not my thing. And I went to UC for my undergrad in drawing and uh, ceramics. Loved it. Dap. Dap. Well, duh. It was before the P. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Um, I was actually the mascot. I was the Bearcat. I don't know if you know that. Did you no. know that? Yeah. I have two varsity athletes letters. You're kidding me. So was that the dawn of your costume? I think it was the dawn. Um, it was the dawn of the costumes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, but okay, so I, I did it and I was waiting tables and I loved waiting tables through college to help pay for college. And I, so I waited tables for like 15 years and didn't do any art and didn't do um uh, anything that I knew that I was supposed to do. However, okay, so that created this social part of me. Okay. And I love talking to people. I love crowds. I love people, which not all visual artists do. So that helped the evolution of what I've become as an artist, as a, a connector, a communicator. Um, so anyway, so I, w I became a docent at the Contemporary Art Center. I gave tours. And found out that I loved um, teaching. So and were that's you when working at this time, or did you have children? Were you staying at home? What, no, what were you doing? No, I was um, uh, waiting tables full time and going out at night a lot, mm. which I still like well, to do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. No. So no, I was. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, married yet. Okay. It was. Um, I didn't have Max. I was thirty. So thirty when I went back and got my teaching certification, and um, became a teacher. And I've been teaching for twenty six years, and loving it. But it is, it has also helped me recreate who I am as a visual artist. Okay, tell so, me how. Like, what do you mean? Well, what happened was I stopped making art. And I was teaching full time, loving it. And what I was finding out as I was giving these demos, these demonstrations that we give to kindergartners and first graders, and and we, I would have fifty minutes, and the bell would ring, and I was still demoing. So these poor little cutie pies were waiting for their turn, you know, to to get to paint or whatever. And I realized I was demonstrating through the whole bell. And I'm like, hey, you guys, next week it's your turn. This week was Miss Kravitz's turn. And I realized I needed to start making my art again because okay. it was too much of who I've always been. But um, I just wasn't doing it. So that was a huge wake up to me. So share a little bit about what type of art you do. Um, well, um, mostly I'm trained as a, a droller and a ceramic artist. I teach high school ceramics mostly. And I love that. But I was finding that it wasn't telling my story. I'm a storyteller. And I didn't know that either. I didn't know I was somebody that liked stories until almost my 40s. And how did that happen? Well, Okay, so I took a I took a class, and this is this was something that I think that a lot of us, not just artists, but all of us, you, you know, you have that person that just created an obstacle and a block for you. Yeah. I had a I had a professor. Um, I took a summer class, and she told me once that my bags were packed. I just didn't know where I was going, and uh, it shut me down, and it completely uh, debilitated me to create, and I. I just stopped because I, I don't know why, but that for some reason that just like hit my heart so hard. Yeah. And um, 
I, I just stopped. And so I've had um, those times. And I think as, as was art- there other stuff going on around that time, too? You know, I think I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It was before I, I went into teaching and it was, um, you know, it was just like a, those those times that we have that we're just we just don't know where we're going. Yeah. And um, and I feel like especially for artists, because it's not the most high paying field. Right. And so it's like, what are the options as an artist? How can yeah. I how can I take care of my family? How can I survive? But also uh, do something that I love that I love and that and that that speaks to me and you hope it speaks to a larger audience and you hope you're reaching someone else but ultimately you have to do what is in your heart and what you have to be talking about and that's not only true for a visual artist I mean it's true for musicians it's true for chefs it's true for business people that want to do something dynamic and important and um, I think if we all can figure out how to tap into that. And that's what I tell people a lot in my classes. Like, you might not want to be a visual artist. You might not be a painter. But you want to be somebody that um, that uh, that sees the world in a bigger picture, that gets the beauty of the color, or, or gardens, or works with your hands, or something. Find something that's passionate and something that belongs to you outside of your family, outside of the workday, and it will make you so much happier. And I'm so fortunate that my crazy path has led me to love being a mom and a, and a wife and having a family and loves my career as a teacher, but also has that thing outside of both of those loves that is all mine, that belongs to me. All right, so I want you to tell me yeah, how yeah, you yeah. got there. But, but okay. before I say that, there's a really <laughs> cool podcast that somebody just told me about. Yeah, yeah. Actually, somebody here, Samantha, told me it's called Side hustle and it's about people finding their passions that isn't like their nine to five job right so maybe somebody really loves calligraphy or maybe love yeah and it shares their stories so okay tell me again side side hustle side hustle it's a really great podcast yeah Yeah. okay so so back to you so back to me so this (laughs) so this professor um or whoever was teaching this class said um, that your bags were packed, but you didn't know where you were going. Yeah. And that just like crumbled you. It crumbled me. And then, so, okay, so I didn't make art. I didn't do anything. I, you know, waited tables. I hung out with my friends, which I loved, you know. But I but I found teaching, which is great. But, it, it, but I wasn't getting where I wanted to be with my art uh, with ceramics. And I found this card that I had picked up from this woman. Her name's Susie Shy, And she's a quilter. And I don't know how to sew. High school, um, my home ec teacher said she would give me a D because if she gave me an F, she'd have to teach me again. And she never wanted to see me again because I was. So, yeah, no, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, OK, I'll take the D. <laughs> um, so I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to cook. I yeah. still don't. Um, I And I, I was like the feminist. You know, I'm like, I am not learning right. these things the patriarchy is making us learn. So, I, you know, which I didn't even know anything about anything at that time. Now I get it. But back then I'm just like, I'm using that as my reason not to do any to of this do stuff. It. But so this woman was a quilter and I'm taking a class from a quilter and I show up at this class with these quilters that had like thousand dollar sewing machines and 80 million dollars of fabric and i read the supply list because i'm so last minute i crisis manage so it's like whatever whatever needs the attention next gets it so you know two days i'm going to this class and i found out i need fabric and a sewing machine and needles and i'm like oh no what did i do yeah and i show up with four little quilt squares they're called fat 
quarters and some needles and some embroidery floss and just like hid in the back corner and um, fell in love with Susie and um, fell in love with this idea of telling stories with quilts. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, weird. So is that also communal, usually quilting? It, it is, it is. And it's very much so much about like what the craft movement is now and really honoring those um, those ways of creating and communicating that we've kind of pushed aside. Okay, there is such a craft um, movement right now. Yeah, yeah. When Cincinnati gets a hold of something, yes. it is badass. We take something that someone else has done and, and whatever, and we knock it up and blast it out and create like nobody's business because it I is love that. Per, yeah, yeah i can tell there definitely i feel it like with yeah. city flea and right with, on right yeah. that's yeah, all and, and that was somebody and which is cool they went to chicago okay here's cincinnati and um and then we'll get back to me i promise yeah. but I, I i'm I, getting you off t- tangent no so no, no 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 because since it's so much of who i am is so much about it is cincinnati it's my love cincinnati's a love of mine and but so these young people went to chicago and they saw, or was it New York, the Brooklyn Flea. And they, instead of doing what people used to do in Cincinnati, is like, well, you don't have this, so I'm moving. They brought it back. And I think we're seeing a lot of that happening. These younger people that have left, and they're coming back, and instead of saying, well, Cincinnati doesn't have this, they're like, Cincinnati doesn't have this, I'm bringing I'm it to you. start it. Yeah, which I love. So I love the craft movement. I love working with my hands. I love working with community. And that is so much about where my art is taking me. Yeah. And, um... So with the quilting, which I was doing and telling my stories, um, I was so fortunate to have work at the Contemporary Arts Center. And um, How did you get that? Um, crazy. They invited me to make a piece for the Unmuseum, which is the, the interactive children's museum. And um, so my husband, who's an engineer, Craig, and we were sitting down, and I'm like, I want to be contemporary. I want to be smart, and it's all about computers, and it's all about this. And he said, but that's not who you are. You're, you know, you're a sit on the floor, make some stuff, put it together and, you know, and create. He goes, why do you want to do a media that isn't something that you do? And I'm like, because that's what's cool right now in the art world, you know. So I went totally old school and we made these um, huge eight feet um, quilted puppets that were marionettes that were create that you used a cord with like a what do you call it? A pulley system. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, because I'm a teacher, and this is this is the thing that you were talking about earlier, how do you put all of these parts of your life together to create your life? Right. So the waiting tables, loving to be with people and communicating, teaching, being able to tell my story in a way that is understandable and accessible to a diverse audience. Um, and then making, you know, creating. So all of those parts came together on that piece because it not only... Did I have the puppets that you would interact with? I also had the writing on the wall. A friend of mine's daughter, uh, Maddie, she spoke my words because it was the story of me not fitting in. And then there was this part where little kids could put on superhero capes because I always wanted to be a superhero. Yeah. Um, actually, I had a crush on Batman, and I thought if I brought him to kindergarten, I would be popular. Because remember, I got in trouble about the go-go boots and yes. stuff. Yeah, so I thought, well, if I brought Batman, people would like me. So anyway, that's like that's a whole nother podcast. I you know. know well, whole, now I kind of yeah. want to know about that. <laughs> Will you share a little bit about that? Okay, I will. Just, I'll just tell you. So this piece at the CAC was called um, The Beauty Queen, um, The Superhero and the Peanut. My nickname was Peanut, which I hated as a baby. I was this round little 
thing. And, um, you know, I mean, I had no, like, neck and, you know, those, like, Michelin legs and everything. And so Peanut, which doesn't make sense because Peanut sort of has a waist. I didn't have one. But that was my oh. nickname, you know. <laughs> I hated it. I you hated it. And um, so uh, and I wanted to be a beauty queen. Yeah. My my mom and uh, my mom and my, my my mom passed away when I was young. Um, beautiful, beautiful woman, and my stepmother beautiful. My sister's beautiful, and then I was like the other. I was like this, you know. I just I just wasn't that, and um, I you know I wore jean overalls all the time, and I was kind of cranky. I always had a yeah. You were cranky. No, I know it's weird, isn't it? Yes. I know, I know, I know. I was. Because you're like smiling 99.9% of Mostly the time. Mostly all the time. Right. You know? But I wasn't when I was little. I was a really unhappy child. I lost my mom. You lost and, your mom. Yeah. And I just, you know, had a hard time coping with things and um, and a hard time fitting in, you know. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to be beautiful and I wasn't. So I had this. Uh, so one of the first one was the beauty queen was wanting to be like the Lebanon honeybee queen. You know, there's one. No, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, everybody has a festival and everybody has a queen okay. at their festival. Oh. And I wanted to be one of those. Oh, OK. You know what like I mean? Like Lebanon, Ohio? Lebanon, Ohio. Oh, OK. Yeah, okay. I kind of say it as one word, Lebanon honeybee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one word. Um because I dreamt about this and I wasn't. So I made the beauty queen. Okay. And then I made a puppet of the of um a superhero because I I had a huge crush on the original Batman. Like he was real, pretty handsome. He was. Adam Adam West. Thank you. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, super sexy. And oh my god, totally. Yes. I know. And um so I thought well if I brought him to show and tell in kindergarten that I would be super popular. Oh my god, you were so cute. <laughs> Did your teacher, like, love you? Um, she did. She gave me the easel uh, all the time in kindergarten because she knew I wasn't good at my ABCs. Yeah. So instead of making me do my ABCs a million times, she gave me the easel. So I got the easel. So, again— You were these wonderful people. I, I did. I did. I was really lucky. And I think that has influenced me as an, as an educator as well. I, yeah. Oh, I, right. I, I get now that. it's, like, full circle. Man. Right. Totally Giving full circle. Giving back. Um, but okay, so there's the beauty queen, the superhero, and then ultimately what I realized is I'm well, not the beauty queen, I'm not the superhero, but the things that make me who I am, that make me peanut, make me pretty great. Yes. So that was the story that I was telling um, at the Contemporary Art Center. And that was the first time that I realized that the interactive, the storytelling, the puppetry, which I do now, is a huge story I need to constantly tell. Yeah. Yeah. And then the dressing up thing came a little later. Okay. Um, with regards to that theme yeah, yeah, around, yeah. you know, the kind of self-esteem theme. Right on. So did you take that a lot to school with kids? Like, have you done more work with that and with girls? Um, you know, I don't think necessarily on um, with a consciousness yes. to it, but I definitely find and relate to the kids that... Um, that were like me. Yeah. You know? Yes. So you're drawn to them. I'm drawn to them. And then was that super cathartic when you did that yeah. show? Yeah. Oh, my God. Completely. Completely. Was it, yeah. was it emotional, too? Yeah. Totally emotional. Because, I mean, we all have this crazy in our head and we all have these totally. things that make us who we are, good and bad and whatever. And then when you can – and I think that that's a thing that I've learned to do is self-reflect a lot. Like, I'm, I know when I'm a bitch. And I know when I'm not um, the person I want to be. And I am able to look at that and go, okay, that was like uncalled for. Or you are not, you are not 
there for somebody or you are not in and it's hard but i i am able to do that and i think it's because of the art and i think it's because of the teaching that you see that my brother um has written a couple albums and he will write the music and the songs and i've asked him like you know what's your creative process around that and he i mean he literally goes off and kind of has to have it takes a while for him to kind of get to that place does when you're working on art what is your process and how how do you get yourself to that vulnerable um inner Space. space yeah all right i wish i was the artist that made a sketchbook and i wish i was the artist that you know worked like months in advance it's not what i do and 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 craig has been great about this my husband because I apologize to him all the time. I am, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I'm like crazy making right now and that everything, and, and, I, and I didn't wait till the last minute and I promise I've been, he's like, I know. He's like, this is, I used to think I was lazy. Oh no! You just you it wasn't it's, inspired. It yet, just right? wasn't, you know. And and or, um, sometimes I well, I, that's your process. It's my process, and I would not recommend this process for anybody because it is. But it works. For it you. works for me, and so it's like totally uh, crisis managing. And it's and all of a sudden I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I'll, I'll know I have a show coming up, or I know I have a big project for artworks coming up, or um, or some or a big show for the school or something. And 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 it's in my head. It's in my head. It's sitting there. It's sitting there. But it never really solidifies until three o'clock in the morning you know whatever and um, so now you get up like if you get an idea at three o'clock in the morning you get up yeah well I don't get up and work I get up and watch sci-fi but (laughs) (laughs) really like Game of Thrones or something no like not even good sci-fi okay okay no like shitty well why do you watch sci-fi and not go work i don't get it no oh it's just it calms you it's my process sorry my bad just asking my process just asking yeah yeah. so you watch sci-fi and then what well and then i go back to bed and then i get up the next day and i start working okay okay so (laughs) so you do so you go back to bed all right that's your way to like close quiet the mind yeah so for everybody out there anybody out there you need to quiet the mind just watch sci-fi really shitty sci-fi shitty sci-fi like sharknado too like so love that i'm sorry i don't even know i know i don't even know what that is my um my stepdaughters um aaron and jill are really funny because they told me i have the taste of an adolescent boy which i pretty much do (laughs) like you know Like with movies and food, everything. It's like, you know, I just, I I definitely have like little kid taste. That's really cute. That's really cute. (laughs) Okay. Um, What were we talking about? That Um, was so good. It was, yeah, it's funny. But isn't that funny? You know what's cool about this? What? It's like, well, first of all, you're great at this, by the way. Thank you. Um, um, And that it's it's conversation and it's making me think of things that, that you I'm might like, not have thought of I'm like, i know wow does that sound as crazy as it sounds in my head as i'm talking so and, and okay and let me just say this i'm going to shout this to the universe yeah. if you can make your crazy work for you then it's a good thing right you like know? why do we have to put s- things in such a box i don't know i don't know but i i i definitely have trouble with that and and then i feel bad sometimes you know what i mean it's like I wish I was like everybody else. I do because I think you really do. I sometimes. Well, okay, maybe not anymore. Yeah. But I got to say, for a lot of my life, I did. Okay. So when, yeah. when was the shift then? Um. Or maybe you can't even. I don't even know. I think it's an evolution of a shift, because. But you know, sometimes like Craig will come home from work, yeah. you know, and he works really hard, and I do too. I do too. But um, I'm super good at downtime. Like I am really good at downtime. <laughs> 
And um, so, you know, and I'm, I'm like. I'm trying to get better at downtime. Oh, okay. Well, you can play with me. I'll, totally. I'll give you the I need righteous to do that, path actually. to downtime. Righteous path. I do really yeah. need to get better at it because I'm such a doer. Yeah. And then when I'm not doing, I'm feeling very guilty. Well, that's what we do to ourselves. Yes. That's what we do ourselves. Yeah. It's a belief, right, that I grew up with. I, yeah. It was modeled yep. for me. So yes. I'm trying to break that habit. Well, it's, I, I think it makes you more productive if you can give yourself that little bit of love. Yes. And sometimes that little bit of love I take is taking a dance class with Heather Britt, you know, dance Yes. Fix. You love that dance Oh, fix. my God, and I suck at it's it. A little shout out to Dance Fix, totally. everybody. Hey. Hey. Um, I'm I terrible. went, and I really loved it, um, but I'm a... I'm a uh, bit competitive you know that i know that and um i wasn't very good and so i gave i didn't go back again so okay I to go back again here's okay i'm taking tap dance lessons by the way starting uh, tomorrow actually um i yeah i took when i was three and i'm also taking banjo again um because um those are down times to me yeah oh, by the way I mean? hold on i you would be proud of me i am taking singing lessons <gasps> and piano lessons no way yeah, do you want to be week. in my band i would love to be Let's i'll be your band. backup singer no, I need a front singer. No, I can't I don't, sing. I don't think I could do that. Okay. But we'll find we'll something. Okay, we'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, Sarah, and honestly, I think putting ourselves in situations where we're not the best one is super hard, but it makes us so much better. It about, does make us so much know? better. So that's why I'm okay like being in the back row and 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 hardly, like, I can't catch on. And I'm really scared of this tap dance class because... Um, they're really good, you know, and um, yeah. But you're you've been doing dance fix forever. You're so yeah, good no, at dancing. No, and mob, you're so no. Uh, um, what are they called? I just, the, uh, flash mob. Flash mob. No, I'm not. No, I'm terrible. I can never remember the steps. I don't remember the songs. Um, and and I laugh. I laugh and I sweat and I get to be with amazing people. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Right. But um, it I, goes back to your community. It's community, and right. you know what taught me community hugely huge. Yeah, that's right. In a it's huge a word. It is. Hugely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, is, it is now, right? It's a pamism. It might not have been. Is it? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Hugely. Don't know. Is it a word? Sure. Okay. Um, but it, what was, shoot, now I forgot what we were talking about. What were we were talking um, about um, oh artworks. artworks. Okay, can I just tell you this? Yeah, artworks taught me community. Artworks taught me how to make my voice bigger with community. My voice is an artist, um, so I love working with other artists. Now my work is about. Um, so what did you do with artworks? Because some people don't know what artworks is. So what did you do with artworks? Originally, artworks is the one that it's the public art um, that does the murals right now, which is what we mostly know for them. But they've right. all they do other things and as well. they employ youth to to, to do, create all create, those murals. Yes, yes. and professional artist correct and um so i was a project manager for years yeah over the summers yes so i was teaching full-time i had a child um single mom and i was working for artworks in the summer as well and um so that's what taught you community totally and how to embrace community listen to community uh, engage community and make my voice as an artist that much bigger and that much more exciting because it took did, a village. So did you have like a plan in your head where you like, by this age, I want to do this. Or when no. I grow up, I want to do this. No. So it, it really organically Everything's um, organic. Yeah. And I think, um, and, and those are things I think I wish that maybe I followed, a, 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 I don't know, more of a straight line or whatever. It just isn't the way. And, and I beat myself up for it for years. 
I'm like, well, if only I could do this, or if only I could fill those papers out and send them in on time, then I wouldn't have the paper telling me you didn't send your papers in on time. And then I, but it's just, it just isn't. It's it not isn't, your DNA. It isn't. And you can fight it or right. you can Or you say, go with the current. You go with what what's working. And I'm a really hard worker and I'm, I'm really um, about making change in the world. And I feel like that is something that I've been acknowledged for and appreciated for. And that has helped me also say, okay, no, I don't fit in that box. And no, I can't get those papers in on time. And, but I can do this and I can, and, and I bring people into my life that also are the others that can say, you know, find people that can do what you can't do and work with them and create a bigger voice because you all are supporting each other and what it is you love. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're a collaborator. I'm a collaborator. Yeah. And a connector. You I are like total that. you are a total connector. I like that. What a lot. You, what are you what's what are what are you most proud of? Oh, uh, well, you know, my kid. Yeah. Right? He's, um he's Max, pretty awesome. Yeah. He is. He's he's going to grad school in film. And yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. He and he didn't do art when he was here. Um he um He's found that since moving away from me, because I think that you know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of me going on here. It's a little hard sometimes. So he totally has found his place, and I'm super proud of my husband and his beautiful daughters, and I'm super proud of my relationship with my family, and I'm super proud of our city and how I get to do what I love and make my art and um, have an impact and make changes because of my passions. So I have a lot of stuff to be proud of. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my students, you know, mm-hmm. that um, it's, yeah. I'm, and I'm proud of me letting myself be me. Maybe that's my biggest thing. Is that weird to say that I'm proud of the fact that I'm okay with me being me? I'm better than okay. I'm like, I've worked really hard to... Uh, create a world and a life that um, works really well for me and my family and um, so I think that that's it is that okay is that like weird is that weird to say I don't think that's weird I think honestly that was the most beautiful ending I want to thank you so much for being here today you know I love you so much I love you so much and Sarah I love being here and I love what you're doing I think this is an important story I mean of course my story is super important but I (laughs) Yes, it is. But I think the story of how we fail and how we succeed is huge. And and I think hearing it is, is a beautiful thing. So thanks for including me in that. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, Anna Bolke, our producer, and the incredible team at Gwyn Sound. If you liked this episode, please, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and write a review. 